This morning we are in John chapter 1, verses 1 through 14. And those verses really share the Christmas story from God's perspective. Um, we didn't talk much about, um, this year we're not going to, but we, we didn't talk much about the, the Christmas story, the, the, main, the manger, and, um, you know, Mary and the angels. And I wanted to read that during the service, and, and the, the hymns often really focus on so much of that richness and the beauty that we enjoy um, the fact that Jesus came and he, and he did come and, and he was in a manger. Um, the humility of Christ and just what that means to us. But this morning we were in John. And John's perspective is, is kind of a heavenly perspective. And we saw that God the Father had sent the eternal Son, the Word of God who became flesh and dwelt among us. And John speaks about how the Word preexisted before creation, that the Word is eternal. And he tells us that the Word was with God in eternity before creation of the world, and that that relationship that God the Father and God the Son had with one another was one of perfect love, face to face. How we long for those relationships here on earth where there's harmony and peace between us, where we truly love one another, don't we? I think in our hearts of hearts, we just, we long for, for His peace, that love to be manifest in our lives. In the world, as we tear each other apart, as things are happening, um, we long for that godly rule, the peace that the eternal Son had with the eternal Father to be manifest here on earth. And John speaks of the, that Jesus in his pre-existence here on earth was in that face-to-face relationship in perfect unity and perfect love with the Father. And John makes it clear that eternal life was in the Word. It wasn't something that, that the Word attained. It didn't grasp it outside of self. In other words, in the person of Jesus Christ is life. That is His very nature. That is the source of all life. And we spoke about that this morning. In the gospel, the good news is that God did not withhold eternal life from a broken, sinful world, but He sent His Son. He manifested eternal life, embodied in His Son, in that Jesus became a man here on earth, and He died on the cross for our sins and rose again on the third day so that all who believe upon Him will have God's eternal life. You see, we do not have eternal life in ourselves. We have physical life, but we don't have God's eternal life. We think that a heart beating is life, and it truly isn't. And so God brought his eternal life here because we have sinned and we've broken that relationship with him. And yet God in his mercy and his love wants to restore and to give us his life. We've most likely heard it before, John 3.16, which says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever would believe upon him shall not perish but will have eternal life. And so we're gathered here tonight to celebrate eternal life, to celebrate the fact that Jesus Christ, who is eternal life, broke through our darkness, came into our world, and radically invaded the hearts of men with His love and goodwill. Amen. 
And so, tonight, I want us to focus on these few verses in 1 John chapter 4 as we think about the gift of God's eternal life that we have been given. And to just ponder for just a, just a few minutes here about what that life of God now looks like in us. I think it's important to have an application. What does it look like? So He came, so He is eternal, all those things, and He gives us His life. Now, what does that look like now in, in us as we've received His life? And John writes in 1 John chapter 4, beginning in verse 7, he says, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. And so he says it back and forth. Remember how we spoke of the nature of the relationship that God the Father and the Son shared from all eternity, a relationship of that perfect love. This is because God is love. That is His very nature. Love has its source in God. And just as life is in the Son, we talked about eternal life, that that is of Him, that is who He is. Just as life is in the Son and that He is the source of life, it's the same with love. God is love. He is the source of all love. That is who He is. That's where it comes from. We didn't invent it. Did you know that? Love is not your idea. It's His. It comes from His being. And the word for love here is kind of a weird Greek word called agape. There's a lot of Greek words, but this, one's called, so this one is agape. And although I'm quite sure that the language falls short in describing the love of God, the word agape carries the idea of, it, uh, of charity, of goodwill, a willful love. That's the idea behind that love of God. God's love is a giving love. God's love is a giving love. And though we don't have time to go into the, all the manifestations of that towards us, I'll give you the main one. For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son. God's love is a giving love. God's love is a giving love, a willful, charitable love. I love that. <laughs> And John is saying, if you've received Christ, if you have his life, if you've believed upon Christ, if you have received him, he is now living in you, then you also have received his love, and it should be evident in our lives. Amen? The fruit of the Spirit is what? Is what? Love. Love. The fact that God dwells in us. The mark of God that He dwells in us is love. And so John says, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. And so the Word became flesh to give us His life. And as we are born again as children of God, we have entered into the fellowship of His love. That is our new nature. That is our new spirit that He's given us. His spirit dwells within us, and one of the marks of that regeneration is 
his people, his children, his children love, not as the world loves, but as God loves, a charitable, selfless love. How many of us know that God is still working that love out in many of us? Amen? And so the Word became flesh to give us His life. And as we are born again, as children of God, we have entered into that fellowship of His love. And we are His and are marked by our love for one another. That's our mark. You want to know if someone is filled with the Holy Spirit, do we love one another? And verse 9 gives us this example of God's love. Well, what is that love tangibly? Because the world has 50 different kinds of love. I love football. This is not the kind of love we're talking about. This is a charitable, selfless, other-centered love. Verse 9 gives us an example. This is how God showed His love among us. This is how God showed us His love. He sent His one and only Son into the world that we might live through Him. That's how He showed His love. That He sent His Son into the world. That He gave. That Jesus condescended. He left His throne in eternity and came and clothed Himself to be one of us that we might look at Him and see what the love of God was actually like. We would see what true life was like, what eternal life was like, because it was embodied in Him. In other words, God demonstrated His love to us by sacrificially sending His Son to give us life. If God did that for us and He is in us, We should live the same way, sacrificially loving one another. Amen, church? Sadly, you know, there's a lack of love in our lives at times. There's a lack of sacrifice. There's a lack of the fruit of the Spirit in people who proclaim to be Christians, myself included. So the answer isn't, you know, therapy or to beat you up. It's to reconnect with Jesus Christ. To fall back in love with Him. The source of all love, amen? And then you find that your actions change, your heart changes, your word changes, all these types of things, they change. So, As we obey the command of our Lord Jesus, as he said in John, to love one another as he has loved us, then we are living proof that God sent his son. This is how God evangelizes, by the way. When the world sees something that it's never experienced before, when it just sees something, that why in the world would you guys love each other like that, sacrificially, in spite of one another? That is a testimony to the fact that something supernatural is happening there because that is not how this world operates. So, in closing, again, 
Jesus' prayer for us, those who would believe upon Him as He's praying in John 17, 20, right before He is crucified, right before He's about to go up to heaven, He prays this. In John 17, 20 through 23, He says, I pray also for those who will believe in Me through their message, the message of the apostles, that all of them may be one. So this is Jesus' prayer for His church, us, that they may be one. Father, just as You are in Me and I am in You, just as we are face to face and experience that unity and love together. I want them to have that. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us so that the world may believe you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. And then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. Powerful words. The proof that we are His is that we share in God's nature that face-to-face love we have for Him and now with one another. That is the life-changing message of Christmas, that a love that was outside of our time and universe came to us, changed us, made us into His image again, so to speak, gave us a love that we did not have, and now we live that out. It's a supernatural gift of God. It's God's goodwill towards us to give us Himself to give us eternal life, and to give us His love. And that's what is ours as by right as children of God. Amen? And we get to go love now. <laughs> so we get to deny ourselves. Amen? So this is all because the Word became flesh. That's what Christmas is about. I know you're going to get together with family. We're going to open presents. We're going to have fun. The kids are going to have a great time and Santa Claus and all that stuff. We, we, you know, praise the Lord. Keep the main thing the main thing. Amen? What's the true reason for the season? Jesus, absolutely. So may the love of Christ richly dwell in your hearts this Christmas and until he comes. Amen, church? Amen.